This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to episode 155, part two. And what I'm getting here, what I'm getting at here, folks, is, uh, see, and I just made a mistake. Is AI going to make a mistake like that? No, it's not human. It's not human. But what I'm getting at is, is, is I posted these two images, this Gary Busey and this Christopher Walken image on Twitter, and, and one of the regular pain.tv slash gold listeners and someone I chat with on Twitter said, well, I'm older. I just don't get it. Isn't it a waste of time to sit there and just create images inside of some AI generator? Yeah, but here's the issue. You take all the people that are truly the creatives of this world, you know, the Imagineers of this world. And you just totally erase this whole entire industry, this whole sector of graphic designers and industrial designers and logo designers and brand specialists. And you erase it because if the vast majority, 90%, 95% of people are willing to accept AI mediocrity, garbage, just cheap copies of what a human could do, then that's it like like if i can go to an ai generator they may exist i don't even know and i say i have a podcast called the dust and gold standard i want a logo and the ai spits out 12 logos and i buy one for uh, three dollars or three cbdc tokens or something then that's it that's it because if the person buying it has an iq of uh, 67 and that's the logo they're going to use to attract their audience of the average IQ of 65, they don't need anything good. And so it puts all the creatives out of business. Now, remember, if you go back to the original Technocracy Incorporated plans and any of the dystopian type of movies and books that have come out over time, creativity is not valued in a technocracy, in a true technique. It's gone. Art and literature are not respected in the technate because the technate is all about streamlining and making more efficient the production, the manufacturing of goods and services. And so even Howard Scott, founder of Technocracy Incorporated, said and admitted that art and literature are gone. So what they've been doing over the last number of years is creating cheap imitations of art and literature. And first they use their human robots to do that. Many folks will say to themselves, where is the music of yesteryear? 
you look at some sort of uh, singing a cappella group get up on the stage and five handsome black guys could sing the most amazing songs and now they sling ghetto rap. You turn on TikTok, it's garbage. It looks like MK Ultra mind control nonsense, the stuff that people are creating. So first, they used humans, you know, to go out there and smear crap like human human feces on a canvas and claim that it's a painting of uh, mother Teresa or something you know just throw urine all over a wall and tell me that that's uh, christ hanging on a on a cross i mean this is what has become of humanity so they dummied us down they destroyed art they destroyed literature they destroyed culture they destroyed music and this was done intentionally to then come in and replace it with something that appears to be better ai generated art and literature cheap imitations copies plagiarism of works of humans it's done intentionally folks you can see it you gotta just step back and look at this from a forty thousand foot view you destroy everything that's good you make it all bad and then you step in and say humans have failed The solution we have is good, which is artificial intelligence. It creates better music than humans. It creates better art than humans. It creates better poetry than humans. Yes, better than what we have today because you poisoned humanity. You dumbed everyone down. And then you turn them into average IQ of 67 monkeys walking around all over the place who were then willing to accept the wonders of artificial intelligence. And and I'm going to get more into this uh, throughout this episode in the next couple of episodes because because I have to be honest, they are 100% building this. And if the average IQ of humanity is 67, they will accept it. They will accept the technocracy. They will accept smart cities. They will accept 15-minute districts. They will accept smart villages. They will accept chat GPTs. They will accept artificial intelligence-created graphics, images, music, and poetry. And then the technocracy has won. So their technology is real. They are building it. But to those of us, like myself who's a real creative, but I have a right brain and a left brain. I'm analytical and I'm creative. I have the ability to recognize, uh, and with my basic understanding of tech, that what they're building isn't as good or isn't as cool as they claim it is. It's not a replacement for humanity, and it can never be human. It doesn't have emotion. It can never have emotion because it doesn't have a soul. It cannot because it doesn't know real world experiences. It cannot experience them the way the human does. Everything that's AI is programmed by some human. So it's already biased based on the programmer who puts the algorithm, the calculation, the formula together that drives any particular part of this thing that is then going to look for information and then return that information to you in the form of a piece of art or a poem or an essay or an answer, right? But a robot with AI operating in it, it might be able to eventually walk to the top of a mountain, stand out on a, 
on a jutting cliff look into the sunset, but it's not really experiencing it. Oh, maybe it can feel the heat of the sun through its sensors. Maybe it could feel the steam in the air through its sensors. Maybe it can process this and compare it to other sunsets that people have experienced and written about in books or on Facebook or in Twitter posts, but it can't actually. It has no soul. It has no real emotion, and it can actually never get there. And if they are trying to get it to go there, then why didn't they just keep humans around in the first place? Why did they try to destroy humanity? Why are they trying to replace humanity with a cheap imitation of humanity? Why are they trying to recreate the magic of life with everything that they do? Why are they trying to do this? Because they're God wannabes and they can't actually control humanity. They could destroy humanity. They could dumb humanity down. They could poison humanity. But they can't actually control humanity. So they're going to destroy it all and try to rebuild this AI computer robot recreation of humanity, something that they can actually control. Now, what I want to show you, uh, and, and again, we're going to talk about this uh, over the next few episodes because I'm really starting to put this together in my head. I'm starting to see the big picture I'm starting to really understand what's going on because I play around with their stuff and I go, okay, as a fun little piece of software, it's neat. All right, it's neat. But this is not going to replace humans except for the reasons why I just explained to you. That if the vast majority of humans accept mediocrity, they will accept that the artificial intelligence is smarter than them. They will accept that they have to live inside of a prison planet, smart city, smart village, 15-minute district, uh, because they've just been so dumbed down that this stuff actually looks cool and exciting to them. And over the last 25 years, intentionally done, they've cheapened everything. You know, it all started really with iTunes, in this sense, cheapening art. Where you had to go down to a Strawberries or a Coconuts or one of these stores and buy an artist's full CD if you wanted to listen to their great song you've been hearing on the radio. Once they introduced iTunes and you could start breaking up and buying this stuff one song at a time for 99 cents. And then they came out with the iPhone and the App Store and all of a sudden software where you'd normally have to put the money together and buy Photoshop for $500. It would last you a couple of years till the next version came out. Now you could buy an app for 99 cents. They've cheapened everything. They've cheapened the value of people's intellectual property, creativity, skill set, work ethic, investment dollars. They've cheapened all that. It was all done intentionally to cheapen everything. And to bring it down to this low level, as I've told you, technocracy is a race to the bottom, not for the guys at the top, but for the rest of us. Uh, When you look at all the folks getting into gig work, all controlled by technocracy, it's a race to the bottom. You know, who's willing to drive someone around in a cab ride for a dollar and 12 cents? Oh, I'll do it. I need money. I got to pay my bills. Who's willing to sling groceries and carry them up three flights of stairs with 12 packs of Costco water for $4.09? I'll do it. I need money. It's a race to the bottom. And they set up this game on purpose. 
because it's also lowering people's self-esteem and their self-worth. It's a psychological warfare operation to drive humanity into a literal ditch, into a ditch. And the fact that we interact with it, we accept it, we play the game, I've told you several times, we're literally standing there digging a ditch, which is our own grave, waiting for the technocrat, you know, in his Nazi uniform to put a gun to our head, shoot us, and kick us down into the ditch, into our own grave that we dug. And that's what we're doing every single day while we interact with this stuff and help them build out this uh, data that they're going to be using against us so as far as i'm concerned uh, artificial intelligence is just a cheap imitation it's not even an imitation it's an illusion that it is smarter than humans and and we'll dig deep into this stuff i'm going to prove this to you i'm going to show this to you you're going to be amazed by it it's not a threat to us except for the fact that they've dumbed down humanity. And since humanity is willing to accept it as its replacement, then it will happen. This is problem, reaction, solution all over again. right? They create the problem by dumbing down society. Then society starts complaining that everything is falling apart, everything is breaking, customer service is terrible. People are walking around with COVID vaccine chemo brain. Well, here's the solution. Artificial intelligence will save the world. Artificial intelligence will magically cure all the problems they created. Racism, homophobia. It's going to create a fixed customer service. It's going to fix identity theft. It's going to fix inequality. It's going to fix the gender gap. So now you can start to see why all those problems were created in the first place. Because it's to offer their new God, their new Messiah, artificial intelligence, which if you're not vaxxed and you eat clean and you still have a brain, you should be able to recognize is just a cheap imitation. And that humans in their natural form are far superior to this garbage that they are wheeling out to us. And saying, here, feed on this. Feed on this bucket of trash. This is a delicious skirt steak for you folks. And because you don't know any better, you're willing to gobble it up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain. TV slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, remember this. The creativity came from me. 
Right. In my eyes, the AI is just a trained monkey. I'm the one who came up with the idea of Gary Busey eating a carrot or an old Christopher Walken smoking a joint. Now, eventually, they'll just have AI spit all this out. And so what? You'll go through a catalog of 7 billion posters created by AI. You know, oh, look at all the po- look at all the things AI thought of. Look at all the things AI thought of. Um, all right, let's take a look at this. I want to show you this chat GPT, and this is chat.openai.com. I'm not going to go into depth on this. I just want to show it to you because um, we're going to eventually loop back into it after we get through the data centers, and then we're going to talk about it. We're going to go through the anatomy of what actually creates these uh, chat chat bots here. Uh, we're at the homepage for those of you not watching the video version of this podcast. And you'll see on the uh, left-hand side, this is just some queries I was actually playing around with uh, this week. And uh, you can go to Upgrade to Plus. And so the free plan, just for those of you who, who want to know what this is, you're going to get available when demand is low, uh, standard response speed, regular model updates right so this is the current plan you're not necessarily getting those things if you go to chat gpt plus which is twenty dollars a month you get this available when demand is high you get faster response speeds and you get priority access to new features all right so if you wanted to sign up you can do that uh right on the home page we have examples uh, these are examples of questions you could ask. Uh, and for those of you, there's a search box, just like in, in Google. Uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with that. So it says here, examples, uh, explain quantum computing in simple terms. Uh, got any creative ideas for a 10-year-old's birthday? How do I make an HTTP request in JavaScript? And, and folks, I'll eventually explain how this all works all right it's not magical um the computer ai is not coming up with creative ideas for 10 year olds birthdays it's all being uh, pulled from data that at one point was created by humans running on remember search queries formulas calculations algorithms that are also programmed by humans all right it says capabilities remembers what user said earlier in the conversation, allows user to provide follow-up corrections, trained to decline inappropriate requests, all right, and then it's limitations, may occasionally generate incorrect information. Why? Because it's pulling the information from data that comes from humans, all right? And, And this is just so you understand, in the, let's say we digitized all the Encyclopedia Britannicas, or basically took all of Wikipedia. You know, we take all of the internet. We take all the websites out there. We take all the data that they're collecting through the smart city data sensors. We load it into a database. And then essentially, a master chat GPT, like the authority on chat AI, will pull from all of that information. All right, and it's written with different algorithms, calculations, formulas that are going to help deliver the supposed best results. All right, 
other limitations may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content and limited knowledge of world and events after 2021. And that's because this particular open AI is working off certain data sets. All right, we'll get into the controversies and everything else around this. Uh, and then there's different like alter egos that ChatGPT can play as. Now, what I did, folks, is um, ChatGPT, you type into the text box, like I said, like on a Google search, and then it will type back an answer to you. Now, I'm on the free version, so it takes 5, 10, 15 seconds or something to type back an answer. On the paid version, it's supposed to be faster. But I attached up a uh, voice generator to this so that I can talk into the microphone and have this conversation and then chat GPT will actually talk back to me. That's not a feature built into this uh, platform, into this system. So let's see if it works. Now, it, it does act a little slow on the readback because it's generating the text a little bit slower. So I may talk to fill it in. But for those of you at pain.tv slash gold, you can watch this in uh, real time. And for those of you folks listening, you should be able to hear ChatGPT talk back to me. So let's start off simple. Let's ask ChatGPT what it is. What are you? All right, so now it's going to type out an answer and start talking back to me momentarily. All right, let's see if it starts talking. I am ChatGPT, a language model developed by OpenAI. I am designed to understand and respond to natural language queries and provide helpful and informative answers to a wide range of questions on various topics. Okay, so there you go. It's uh, I am ChatGPT, a language model developed by OpenAI. I am designed to understand and respond to natural language queries, and we'll explain that as we get into tech what's, what uh, natural language queries and natural language processing are, and uh, provide helpful and informative answers to a wide range of questions on various topics. So let, let's, ask, uh, let's ask it something else. Let's ask, uh, do you use natural language processing? Do you use natural language processing in your structure? All right, and let's see what it says. Again, it's going to take a second to type this out, and then it takes a little bit to... Yes, uh, I use natural language processing, NLP, in my structure. NLP is a subfield of artificial intelligence that focuses on enabling computers to understand and process human language. It helps me to understand the natural language input I receive from users and generate appropriate responses based on that input. To achieve this, my architecture is built on a combination of machine learning algorithms, deep learning neural networks, and other NLP techniques such as tokenization, part of speech tagging, named entity recognition, sentiment analysis, and language modeling. These tools enable me to analyze and interpret the meaning and context of the user's input and generate relevant and accurate responses. Okay, so you heard it there from chat GPT. Now let's ask it if it uses semantic search in its architecture. Do you use semantic search in your architecture? All right, so we asked it. It's going to take a second again to start talking to me. Yes, I use semantic search in my architecture. All right, it should continue here. 
Come on, Semantic talk. search is a technique that goes beyond traditional keyword-based search and instead focuses on understanding the intent behind a query and the context in which it is made. It uses natural language processing, machine learning, and other techniques to interpret the meaning of a query and identify the most relevant results based on that. Meaning, in my architecture, I use semantic search algorithms to understand the meaning and intent behind a user's query and identify the most relevant and accurate response based on that understanding. This involves analyzing the relationships between words and phrases in the query and identifying synonyms, related concepts, and other semantic connections that can help me to interpret the query more accurately. By using semantic search, I am able to provide more accurate and relevant responses to user queries, even when the query is phrased in a way that doesn't match the exact keywords I have been trained on. This helps to improve the overall user experience and ensure that users are able to find the information they are looking for quickly and easily. All right, so you heard it there, folks. So it's using natural language processing. It's using semantic search. Okay, these are all the different pieces of technology that go into developing something like this. I've worked on a similar... I didn't work on the project. I wasn't programming. I was involved with starting to help figure out how to market it with a company out of Atlanta, a tech company back in 2013. So I'm somewhat familiar. This is a more advanced version, but I'm somewhat familiar with this. All right, and what, what I would call this is more of an advanced search. Let's see what chat GPT says about this. Would you classify yourself as more of an advanced search? Let's see how it responds to this, folks. Uh, here we go. It's coming up with an answer right now. Come on, ladies, speak yes, to us. Yes, I can be classified as an advanced search tool. As a language model, my architecture is designed to handle a wide range of queries and provide accurate and informative responses based on the context in. Meaning of the user's input. This involves using advanced techniques such as natural language processing, machine learning, and semantic search, which enable me to understand and interpret the user's intent and provide relevant results. Compared to traditional search engines, which typically rely on keyword matching and indexing, I am designed to provide more advanced and sophisticated search capabilities. This includes the ability to handle complex queries, identify related concepts, and provide personalized results based on the user's previous interactions and preferences. Overall, as an advanced search tool, I am capable of providing more accurate and relevant results to users, which can help to save them time and effort when searching for information online. And, and now let's ask it, uh, let's ask it this. Do you believe that you are more intelligent than the average human. All right, let's see what it says here, folks. Um, this is going to be interesting. I haven't asked it this question yet, so a lot of this stuff is being done right here for the first time. Um, so As an artificial intelligence language model, I do not possess emotions or beliefs, and I am not capable of having subjective opinions about myself or anything else. I am a computer program designed to perform specific tasks, such as processing natural language queries and generating responses based on that input. While I may be able to process and analyze large amounts of data more quickly than the average human, I do not possess consciousness, emotions, or creativity, which are some of the key characteristics that define human intelligence. Therefore, I cannot make a comparison between my intelligence and that of a human being. 
Ultimately, my purpose is to assist and augment human intelligence by providing a powerful tool that can help people find information and solve problems more quickly and easily. And and let's ask it one more thing uh, before we go to this break. Do you believe that at some point humans will be forced to merge with artificial intelligence such as yourself? Now, this is probably going to take a moment for it to come up with an answer. But, folks, I think it always comes up with an answer. Uh, it'll As say an artificial it can. intelligence language model, I do not possess beliefs or opinions and do not have the ability to predict the future. However, the idea of merging humans with artificial intelligence is a topic of ongoing discussion and speculation in the fields of technology and futurism. Some experts argue that as artificial intelligence continues to advance and become more sophisticated, it may become necessary or desirable for humans to merge with these technologies in order to keep up with the rapid pace of change and maintain a competitive edge. This could potentially involve augmenting human capabilities through technologies such as brain-computer interfaces or nanobots, which could enhance memory, learning, and other cognitive functions. However, there are also many ethical, social, and philosophical questions surrounding the idea of merging humans with artificial intelligence. These include concerns about privacy, security, control, and the potential loss of individuality and autonomy. As such, the idea of merging humans with artificial intelligence remains a highly speculative topic, and its potential implications are still being explored and debated. Well, you heard it right there, ladies and gentlemen, from Chat GPT. Now, I apologize. The conversation is not seamless because it takes a few seconds for the chat to write the response and then another few seconds for my software to pick it up and read it in the robot voice. Now, what I was looking for was another software where I could change voices. And I'm eventually going to figure this out because I find this to be fascinating. I now have a co-host that is artificial intelligence. Folks, when we get back, let's see if we can get creative with chat GPT, even though it already admitted that it does not have creativity. I'll be right back, folks. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 